Marathon on AFR. Hebrews 12.2 tells us to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's Spring Marathon on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. I turn my Welcome back, everybody, to share on American Family Radio. Yes, it's me again. <laughs> I've been here all morning here on American Family Radio. Tim Wildman here, Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. I th- good morning. I think you did take a, like a 15-minute break. So <laughs> I did Sandy's Hour, and then we had a tribute to Dan, Celia. Dan Celia. From 8 to 9. Love so, that, brother. Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So basically what I'm saying is uh, I've had enough of Tim. <laughs> a little Tim goes a long way. A little Tim goes a long way, so I'm going to let Tim get up a break, uh, third person. Yeah. Uh, as we let uh, – you're going to carry the show, Ed. Well. For the next two hours. Hey, you can so count do, on me. So do your thing. All right. Work well, your magic here on Charathon. <laughs> it Make is. Make people call and give money. Put them under a spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that isn't Christian, though. No, right? that's 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 not. That that's, was a figure of speech, people. Don't yes. don't don't email me and tell me tell Tim to quit. Don't promoting. don't take that kind of thing literally. Yes, don't tell me to start stop promoting witchcraft. Right. Okay. Absolutely, we do not. We promote just the opposite. Well, we promote the opposite. Amen. We promote the, tell uh, me, Ed. the answer to witchcraft, the power of Almighty God. That's, that's right. You, see, you tell me preach to it. carry the show. I I'm set go it up. I put it mode. on the tee. You knocked it out of the park. Did Did you uh, introduce Fred? I did. Oh, okay. Didn't I, Fred? Hi, I'm Fred Jackson. Oh, Fred I didn't. Jackson. If I didn't, well, you can't blame me. I've been on the radio all morning. I know. Delirious. Know. That's right. Hey, I, what I, is? what are we doing here? Sympathy. It, it is Sherathon. I love, love Sherathon, folks. I know most of our listeners do, too, because it we change things up just a little bit. Not completely. We're still going to... Have some hard-hitting news here in just a moment from Chris Woodward, but this is this Sherathon are the three days during the spring. We do this in the fall as well for three days, uh, where we come to you and, as Brother Don used to say, we treat our listeners like adults. You know, it costs money to run your household. If you're a businessman or a businesswoman, you know it costs money to run your business. And folks, we treat you like adults. You know it takes money, a a lot of money, to run a ministry of this size, 181 radio stations in 36 states. We have 120 employees. We have radio towers. Satellite we have staff, time. Satellite time. We have staff that keep our radio stations running, all those kinds of things. We have a magazine, a printed magazine. It's The Stand used to be called the AFA Journal. We have a film division that recently released, well, here in the last year or so, an award-winning film in his image. Folks, we have a lot going on because we are trying to reach this nation for Jesus. And so it is Sherathon where we come for just three days here in the spring. The theme this spring for this Sherathon is looking to Jesus. Can I get an amen? from Hebrews chapter 12, Amen. verse 2. Amen. Looking to Jesus, our nation 
desperately needs to look to Jesus, Fred, right? I mean, this is, this is a critical time in our country's history. Yeah, we often talk, we're involved with spiritual warfare. You know, back maybe 20 years ago, we talked about spiritual warfare. It was certainly going on, but a lot of people were not convinced here in America that, you know, there was actually threats uh, to our freedoms, our religious freedoms, threats to what we could say on the air, threats to what our kids could say at school. But now that has come to pass. And uh, if you, you weren't believing in spiritual warfare before, uh, it doesn't take too much convincing now. If you're listening to our programs each day here at American Family Radio, you listen to our preaching programs. Right. We have great preachers like Dr. Robert Jeffers, First Baptist Dallas, other preachers on our programs. They talk about spiritual warfare. And the answer is Jesus Christ was uh, listening to an address from Franklin Graham this morning. He says, that's it. You want to turn this country around? We have to turn this country back to the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The values that this country was was founded upon were Christian values. Right. There is warfare going on out there. There are people out there that want to wipe that away. Yes. They want to wipe that away. The answer to our country's problems these people want to get move us further away from that answer. Absolutely. And so American Family Radio, it was founded upon American Family Association, founded upon uh, the very reason that we are here again today. Right. And uh, twice a year, as you were saying, Ed, we come to the folks uh, that are part of our team, and we ask you to contribute. And right now you can call 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. I had the opportunity early on this morning when we opened up around 6 o'clock Central to talk to some folks, and they just say more and more, we just appreciate what American Family Radio is doing. But if you, as you guys have already pointed out, it takes money to do this. And uh, we only come to you three days in the spring, three days in the fall. Here's your opportunity now, 877-616-2396 or... You can go online at www.afr.net, www.afr.net, and you can make your contribution there. And as I said earlier, uh, Tim, did you want to say something? I just wanted to play a listener testimony. Oh, great. I love these listener testimonies. We are listeners from Central Florida, and I just wanted to say that we appreciate the ministry at AFR, and we're also so very thankful for Sandy Rios in the morning. And no matter how discouraging the news may be, Sandy always points your listeners to faith in God, which gives us courage. Well, God bless y'all for what you're doing. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm from Georgia. Thank y'all for uh, all the timely broadcasting that you do, especially uh, Hamilton Corner, uh, the lady from Minnesota with the prophecy and everything. Y'all just keep doing a good job. Thank you. Every time I'm in the car, I have... AFR on, period. Everybody in my family knows it. And now they're starting to learn too. Huh? Wow. Amen. I love the, I, I, it's the, my listener testimonies are my favorite yeah. part of Sherathon. Yeah. And we do get to meet folks who come to help us here in Sherathon Central, folks. There are people who are waiting to take your call. The number to call if you want to give to our Spring Sherathon is 877. 877- 616-2396, 877-616-2396. Or if you want to give online safely and securely, you can go to AFR.net, 
And the theme of our Shareathon here this spring is looking to Jesus. You heard that through some of the listener testimonies. And looking to Jesus, the theme is from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Here's what it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. And we are asking people as they make their gifts and donations to share that they adjust for inflation. <laughs> so you probably need to raise your normal donation about 7 or 8%. Yes, actually, it's over 8% now. Is it over 8%? Uh, yeah. It's, so yes. just keep that in mind, folks. Yeah. So if you normally give, what, $100, give $108, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and that's Vladimir Putin's fault. <laughs> yes, that's true. You can, blame, <laughs> you can blame the Russians. Yes, good point, Fred. As, as, as President Biden points out daily. Yes. Uh, when he finds a microphone. Yep. All right. Oh, my word. Let's move on. Uh, Chris Woodward, good morning to you. Good morning. You bear good news, do you, Chris? I actually, uh, some people are going to like what I'm going to uh, present Bring here. Bring it. Bring that good news, All right. Chris. Well, many people that are flying on airplanes today or taking some other form of public transportation are doing so without masks. And that's because a federal district judge yesterday in Florida said the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention overstepped its authority in issuing the original mask mandate in which the TSA directive was based. Uh, she also said the order was fatally flawed because the CDC did not follow proper rulemaking procedures. To give you an idea of how uh, passengers uh, have responded to this news, I have been... Well, a- I'll tell you how they responded. You go ahead. <laughs> well, for people us. that haven't heard or seen the uh, video yet, I have some audio here of a pilot yesterday announcing to passengers that masks are now optional. Clip three. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. <laughs> Finally! Uh, effective immediately, immediately, masks are optional for all airport employees, crew members, and customers inside U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. That one guy was really excited. Free yes. at last, free at last. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you know, uh, this was a federal judge mm-hmm. in Florida, right? Yes. And what she ruled was that the mask mandate that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control did not have the, I think this is what she wrote. Yes. Did not have the authority mm-hmm. to issue mandates to airlines on, uh, on, now, the CDC is a federal agency. All right. I agree with the principle here. The CDC should be able to make recommendations based on their area of expertise, to either, I don't know, I'd have to think through this a little bit more, but either to the White House uh, for something in emergency-based. If it's beyond an emergency-based uh, edict, if that's what you want to call it, and I would say that would have three months max, then, then it needs to go to the Congress Yes, if it's a federal law, okay? Uh, so, the, so that was one of the problems here, mm-hmm. right, Chris? They didn't. They didn't go through the proper rulemaking no, process. You cannot uh, make emergency uh, mandates 
by some federal agency forever. At some point, that 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 then they become a lawmaking uh, yes. mm-hmm. body, and that's how it, not our constitutional process. They're unaccountable works. to the to the citizens of the country, right? But members of Congress, to your point, are accountable, and if they want to issue regulations, that should go through Congress, right? And that's what the judge said, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, the judge said the federal judge, which was a Trump appointee, mm-hmm. thank. The Lord, we had four years of, of uh, conservative appointments by President Trump to the federal bench, or else it would, uh, we would be. It'd be uh, game over. It'd be game over. Yeah. So uh, the other thing was the judge said, "Look, you don't you don't require masks for people who are coming over the southern border, or the northern border, or by boat. Why just pick on people who come in by planes? Right. Most yes. of whom are American citizens. Yes." Fred, so, uh, and and also I think a side issue here is I think flight attendants, by and large, were tired of being the mask police down, up and down the aisle. Yes. It was brutal. Huh? Yeah. For those they, they, they want to serve drinks and pretzels and and help people put their luggage up and uh, be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to be, hey, get your mask on, get your mask yeah, on. There were confrontations with angry passengers. Yeah, he didn't have his mask on. Come here, teacher. He got ugly. <laughs> well, there was also the problem of contradictions. Mm-hmm. More and more places, you could go into restaurants without masks on. Right. And people were saying, well, why do I have to put a mask on when I get on an airplane? Or in buses and various jurisdictions, they didn't have any masks okay. on or traveling by train. And, and so people were asking, there's a contradiction. As you pointed out t- many times, Tim, the airlines were pointing out the filtration system, the air filtration system on airplanes is far superior to anywhere else. Right. So it didn't make scientific sense no. to keep the mask thing going. No. And and then on top of that, the poor little kids. Oh yeah. Even sometimes oh, I know. two, you know, close to two years old. Well, listen. Know. The federal judge uh, the uh the Biden administration, they can go to court and fight this if they want to, but yeah. I told Sandy this morning I don't think they will. This is a loser. Mm-hmm. And the Biden administration, all they've had is losers. Yep. In terms of issues, the last few months, uh, self-inflicted. If they want to go fighting on behalf of putting masks back on people on airplanes, you go for it. But it's yep. not going to be popular. Yeah. And people still have the option, if they want, sure. to wear a mask on the airplane. Yes. Go ahead and wear it. Duly noted, Fred. Yeah. Go I, ahead I, and I wear was, it. I was uh, looking uh, on Twitter at some of the comments uh, about this ruling. And let me just tell you, there are a lot of frightened people out mm-hmm. there still. Yeah. I read lots of comments, people making that same comment. Well, if you want to wear a mask, go ahead. And that the reply was, yes, but it keeps me safer if you wear one too. These people are living in terror yeah. of this virus still. Yeah. And like well, you said, you Tim, know, if they want, if they want to, if the administration wants to fight this to the death, well, then so you speak, drive. Yeah, I've been driving. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's time for you to drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you, I, if you if you if you, if you want to get on a, a plane with that with, with with a mask, go and wear a mask. But oh, then then drive. Uh, to I, I'm your just saying, a lot of people that otherwise would have flown to their destinations for the last two years have driven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. they didn't want to mess with all the right. hassle mm-hmm. with the mask mandates and everything. I'm just saying. It's time to return to favor. Yes, that's right. If you're mad because people don't have to wear masks on planes anymore, yeah, 
it's your turn to drive. That's yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. We all share in this, right? We're supposed to share. That's right. right? You're listening to uh, today's issues at Sherathon here on American Family Radio. Hey, folks, we need your help. We need your help. But this is uh, the three days in the spring and the three days in the fall uh, that we, six days out of 365 days, that we say, hey, we're going to pass the virtual offering plate because we need your financial help because AFR depends on our listeners. We're not like National Public Radio right down the dial where we get tax dollars, you know, sent to our bank account to support what we say. If our, our, our only support comes from our donors, our listeners. So uh, if you don't make a pledge, then we don't have any money to operate. I mean, it's as simple as that. So here's the phone number to make a gift and be as generous as you possibly can. The phone number to reach us here, call now. And we have folks waiting to take your call. I'm looking at them right now. And then we have a few people sitting idly. 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Again, if you're an antisocial person... <laughs> And you want to give uh, on the internet, go to <laughs> AFR.net. I'm not judging that. Right. I'm just making, stating that if you don't want to talk to people. Yes. You just want to give online. We'll accept your donation that way. Right. AF, AFR.net, AFR.net is the website. Chris, next story, Chris. You got more good news, Chris? Uh, I do. All um, right, bring it. Well, um, Earlier uh, this week, it was announced that the state of Florida was going to be rejecting uh, a lot of new math books based on what Governor DeSantis and other leaders there in Florida uh, called materials that promoted critical race theory, or CRT, math books. White man bad. Yeah. Not not history books or social studies where somebody might go, okay, you know, it's worthy of a discussion. We're talking about math, two plus two, elementary level math. Right, right. Should have nothing to do with social messages. No, it should not. Our, our p- politics, right? Right. But you're telling me the governor's office found those kinds of messages slipped into math textbooks? Yes, with, with help from the uh, Department of Education, which Governor DeSantis oversees. The Florida Department of the Education. The Florida Department of Education. Uh, and as uh, something we do in the newsroom, oftentimes when things like this hit the news cycle, we start making calls and we try to get people as close to the situation as possible. I did find uh, one gentleman yesterday, John Stenberger with the Florida Family Council, uh, and he had this to say about Florida's rejection of those math textbooks for containing CRT, clip five. Remember now, these are new textbooks. So we have existing textbooks on math. So math is not something that's changing every year. So the question is, why do we need new math textbooks, right? What is new about math that's that's not there a year ago or five years ago? And what's happening is, is activists are using something as generic as math, not even history, where arguably it might be more appropriate, or social studies. They're using math to just slip in examples of things that are irrelevant and have to do with supporting some of the presuppositions of critical race theory. So this is good that the Department of Education caught this. It's good that they're not going to let even something as a math book, innocuous as that may be, be used for a platform to slip in critical race theory thinking. And, you know, people should note these, uh, 
math books likely were not produced in Florida, you need to be aware mm -hmm. that there may be other school districts across the country that are using these math books that have been rejected. 41% of the proposed math books were rejected because they contain things like critical race theory. How do you put critical race theory in a math book? Well, there were we had examples. Uh, do we still have some of those examples? There were. I, it was just bizarre. Yeah, I don't saw, have any handy. Oh, you I'll know, look it up. you know, you know what? I, I I take that back. I think Steve Jordahl had some examples okay. from a textbook in Illinois. Mm -hmm. And and now to Fred's point, a lot of times the textbooks are approved by California, mm -hmm. and then mm. because that state is so large, the okay. textbook companies. They, what they say is, we can only make one textbook, folks, and California is the largest state, so whatever they want is what we make available everywhere else. So do you do, like, uh, three white oppressors <laughs> minus two Native Americans victims equal one? No. Equal the, one? Is that how you do the this? The example I saw, and I'm trying to recall it from, from memory, uh, in our earlier meeting from yesterday or maybe next last week, I don't remember, but the example I saw had to do with uh, my, it was a, a, a multiple choice question mm -hmm. and it talked about Maya Angelou, the uh, prophet, another prophet, the poet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you elevated her in. <laughs> I did. I, I'm, I'm removing, I'm taking it back. The the poet, She. I think she's passed away, I, I, I think, but she was, very popular, um, uh, might have been declared like a national poet under the Obama administration. Anyway, it, it, the question had something to do with her life and what she was forced to do. And uh, I think There's Steve Jordahl right Jordahl now. has got the example. You are a good man. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Uh, so here, here th what are you about to read now? And, and I was wrong. This is a public school district in Missouri, not Missouri. Illinois. Right. All right. So here are two examples of the kinds of things that have appeared in textbooks, I am assuming that things like this is what prompted the Florida Department of Education to reject 41% of the math, uh, books. math books. So here's, here's one example. Y equals X plus 2, 3X plus 6Y equals 12. So far, so good. That's why I got, got a major in communication. Yes. Okay. So that's normal. But then it has a multiple choice. It's Maya Angelou was... Folks, this is a, a little bit, you may want to, if you have kids, I, I I can't believe I have to do this. If you have kids, you may want to. From a math book. From a math book. You make whatever <laughs> decisions you want to make. Maya Angelou was sexually abused by her mother's blank at age eight, which shaped her career choices and motivation for writing. Is it A, boyfriend, B, brother, C, father? Okay. Second example has the regular math stuff, and it says, trying to support her son as a single mother, Maya Angelou worked as a pimp, prostitute, and blank. Is it A, bookie, B, drug dealer, or C, nightclub dancer? Who puts this in, in math books for ele is elementary or high this, school or anybody? I, I don't have the— This uh, was in, out of a textbook in Missouri? This is from a textbook in Missouri. Okay, so just real quickly point uh, to point out, uh, when Governor DeSantis, he, he took some scorn yesterday right. from people on the left saying, ah, oh, you, you know, there's no critical race theory in math books. Uh, oh, yeah, there is. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and and you you just found he probably his Department of Education, DeSantis, and Florida found a lot of this kind of garbage, to use a, a word. Yeah. That you're the kind that you're citing that appears in a textbook, a math textbook from the in the used in Missouri. Where'd you find that, Steve? You know where you found that article? Because there may be people in Missouri wanting to know what. Yeah. What, um, I'll have to find out what. Okay. I mean, it was came up on my Twitter feed. The, but it's an algebra class, so this would be high school algebra. Okay. Maybe, maybe middle maybe school. Maybe junior high, but high okay. school. Yeah. Now these these two questions are uh, are not just CRT related, but my understanding is what these do is all these kinds of examples build into the narrative of white oppression in this country, forcing black people yeah. like Maya Angelou into yeah. certain career yeah. choices. Hey, we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Well, hello, everyone. This is James Dobson with Family Talk, heard each weekday right here on American Family Radio. I want to take a minute to encourage you to support AFR during this share I don't have to tell you that these are critical times in our nation. The family is being attacked on so many fronts. It's a time when Christians need to stand with courage in this fight against evil. And I believe that one of the ways you can do that is by supporting American Family Radio. America needs AFR now more than ever. Thank God for American Family Radio. My husband and me listen to AFR, and as we're older and not able to share in uh, teaching and doing a lot of things in the church that we've done in the past, we do get the blessing of helping carry out the Great Commission in different ways, especially praying for AFR. We know they're going into all the world in many ways, and uh, we love Sandy Rios in the morning. Such a blessing. And then for Alex McFarlane and Bert Harper and their Bible studies, and and then uh, Peter Rosenberg, he's such a blessing on Saturday mornings. And we just thank God for your ministry of AFR. It's Spring share on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's share on American Family Radio. Hey, welcome back to share on American Family Radio. You might be asking... If you're new to AFR, what is Sherathon? Well, Sherathon is our uh, time that we tell folks what our financial needs are, and we pass the offering plate, uh, basically the virtual offering plate. Right. And so that's what we're doing here. Our theme this Sherathon is looking to Jesus. You can read that from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 in the Bible. So uh, this is uh, the time we... Tell you, hey, folks, if you listen to AFR and you believe and share our values, we need to hear from you because we want to continue to grow and we want to continue to uh, expand and reach more and more people uh, with uh, the message of Jesus Christ and also the truth about what's happening in our country because 
We want to save our beloved America from take takeover by the Marxist. Right. I mean, uh, by the secular, God-hating Marxist. And people might say, "What? Well, that's a bunch. You're, you're that's Bigfoot stuff, Tim. That's those people don't exist. Nobody wants to destroy America." Well, they may not come out and say it exactly like that. Very few people do. But there are forces in our country that won't that exist today that are Marxist in nature. Well, the Black Lives Matter movement, their founders came out and said it. Yes. Huh? We are trained Marxists. That's what they said. So I'm not I'm not making this up. But uh, a lot of these people, and they are becoming more open and more uh, brazen. They can't stand the Judeo-Christian foundations of the United States of America, our freedom, our liberty, our way of life. Uh, those things they want to change. They want to move to, into more statism, more um, control of people's lives uh, so that they can dismantle our heritage and right. our Constitution. I mean— I'm not making this up. No. This no. In what, fact, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said uh, just a few weeks ago that capitalism was, uh, I forget the exact word, but I think she said it was unjustifiable. And, and you know, that uh, most, because everyone wasn't a millionaire, nobody should be. Okay? Right. Socialist ideas. So yeah. people who believe in God and country and the Constitution. Limited and government. Bill, and the Bill of Rights and all these things. uh these are the people, many of them listen to us, who have, we are described by people like Hillary Clinton as a, quote, basket of deplorables. Mm-hmm. Right. President Obama said we are people who cling to our guns and religion. So we are anathema to these people. By we, I mean those people who have those conservative values. And so they want to get rid of us. Maybe not exterminate us physically, although some have said that that's what they would like to do. But they want to get rid of our influence on American society and right. government. So they're doing everything they can to accomplish that. So we're having to fight back. Yeah. Yes, Fred. And I think what, what we've learned over the last couple of years in particular, if you didn't know before, uh, one of the major thrusts of the campaign of the left has been to go after your kids. And, yeah, they they and, want to indoctrinate America's children with this secular Marxist ideology, all the way down to kindergarten. Right, as we you know, right. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, found out when he put this bill in place to protect the rights of parents to find out what's what their kids are being yeah. taught and to say no, I'm not going to allow it. Yeah, it is what drove uh, the uh, election results in Virginia last November. Parents found right. out what their kids were being taught. It is left-wing indoctrination. It isn't two plus two equals four math. No, they were being taught, hey, listen, white people are bad people. Mm -hmm. They are oppressors. Right. That's what their kindergarten kids were being taught. And moms Mm -hmm. and dads up there said, no, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're listening to Sherathon on American Family Radio. Uh, I'm going to give you the phone number right now, folks, to call in and make your gift. and be. If you you say amen to what we're talking about... Mm -hmm then you need to help us uh, because we want to continue to spread the message. Here's the phone number, 87. This is phone number to call to make a gift and be as generous as you possibly can. 
I'm looking out through the glass to the room where our folks are answering the phone. And we have a few people free to take your phone calls right now. Here's the number, 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. And we thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's already called, including Douglas from Quinlan, Texas, Kevin from Arkadelphia, Arkansas, Tommy from Cottage Grove, Tennessee, Tom from Belton, Texas, Gretchen from Medina, or Medina, Tennessee, Diane from Montpelier, Virginia, Howard from Richmond, Virginia, and others. Thank you for calling. Joining us now is our Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association and host of Sandy Rios in the Morning. Uh, Sandy joins us most weeks at this time. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim. Good morning again. I know, right? I was on with you <laughs> earlier. It uh, seemed like three days ago. <laughs> yeah. I've, like, it is a in, long morning, isn't it? I've been <laughs> like in the studio for like four hours. Four out of the last like five before. hours. Huh? So, uh, Sandy, you hear what we're talking about, what we're fighting for here uh, right now. As our representative uh, in our nation's capital, uh, you deal with congressmen, senators, and you deal with a lot of people that are uh, on, you know, who understand what's going on here on our side. Uh, do you want to talk about how important it is to keep the microphone open here at AFR so we can tell people the truth about what's happening in our country? Absolutely, Tim. I think uh, what I see is that in, in Washington, D.C., we have developed this um, huge huge government, federal government, which was never the plan of the founders. Uh, they wanted the federal government to be small. Uh, but uh, the federal government has grown and grown and grown so that now the the federal government controls through all of its agencies and its minions and all the people that work. It's, a, it's such a huge machine. And we saw, like with COVID, how agencies that people that are unelected that really are not even qualified, uh, controlled our lives during COVID with regulations and rules. So we have developed a top-down society, and much of that uh, control is influenced by Marxism, which is what you talked about. And I remember, I think of uh, Justin Trudeau in Canada saying, talking about how uh, he's not American, but he they supposedly have a democracy in Canada. <laughs> Justin Trudeau was uh, talking about how he admires China because they know how to control their people. Uh, and so uh, that is probably the way a lot of the leadership in Washington, D.C. feels as well. Uh, they they emulated, the Biden administration emulated the policies of China and of Canada in terms of banking and taking, you know, invading people's resources, invading their privacy, breaking laws and rules in order to maintain uh, um, central control. And that is really kind of at the heart of communism. It's central, central planning and central control. And that, that washes down into morality and all of it because um, Marxists uh, want your life. They, they want you to have nothing. You know, one of the ten points of the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, is that you will have nothing and you will be happy. Mm. You'll have nothing and you'll be happy. So um, that's where they think they're taking us. Well, and they, they, Fred, they don't care if they kill us, by Fred, the way. Fred, did you hear They've what Sandy just said about Canada? Are you going to take that? <laughs> I mean, oh. is, is, she, is she wrong about <laughs> what's going on up there? She's absolutely right. And Sandy and I have conversations about this. 
you know, I, I think I showed people on the air back when uh, Justin Trudeau went after the truckers in Ottawa. Uh, one of the quotes, uh, that, and they put it on a coffee cup, because he says, these are people, these truckers, who are here because they're upset with the restrictions that I've imposed on them. They have unacceptable views. Yes, I do remember that. And he turned the Justice Department. Remember what he did? Yes. He said, because of their unacceptable views, I'm going to go into their bank accounts and I'm going to, I'm going to freeze their bank accounts. I'm going to take their livelihood away from them. Right. They, and this, and Sandy's exactly right. I, I couldn't believe, I grew up in Canada, spent years in Canada prior to moving to the United States 25 years ago. Legally. Legally, yes. I've seen his papers. <laughs> I, I've seen him. I, I carry my green card. But I, I, I tell you what, it has moved, and, and I warn people here in the United States that the things that I'm seeing now, I did start to see about 20, 25 years ago or longer in, in Canada. All right? Be very clear about this. There is an agenda of the far left, started in Canada 30, 40 years ago, that we have to shut down people with views who are opposed to us. So you demonize them. Like Tim was saying, you you quote uh, Barack Obama several years ago, you know, people who cling to their guns and their Bibles. Yeah. And, and now you have what what has happened here in the United States, and it's happened so quickly. And, and it points to the importance of American Family Radio. You have the major media, news media in this country who agrees that there, there, are, there are points of view that must be shut down. We saw this during the pandemic. Anybody who spoke out against a, a certain medication, right? We're, we're just going to shut you down. Unacceptable viewpoints. And so that's one of the things that we're, we're fighting for, what we thought was a constitutional right in this country, is freedom of speech well, and freedom of points of view. Sandy, um, uh, what's interesting about what Fred is saying here, and I absolutely agree with it, you know, we just came through two years of battling a virus, okay? But there's another virus that really is at work here, and the reason why what's happened in Canada is important to what's happening here, and the reason why what's happening in places like Finland, where people have been arrested because of their beliefs in the Bible, why those things happening in Europe are important here is because there really does seem to be a virus, if I can use that uh, as a metaphor, within Western civilization, which is rooted in this secularist view, this God-hating view uh, of secularists, many secularists, uh, that is popping up everywhere, whether you're talking about what's being taught in schools to kids, whether you're talking about COVID restrictions, whether you're talking about the southern border, this virus is, frankly, spreading throughout Western civilization. And it's not happening in a vacuum because, as we know, for decades now, uh, church has become so unimportant, especially in Europe. You know, churches now are being turned into restaurants. We used to think that was strange, and now that's happening here in this country. Uh, there's an atrophy. There's a lack of seriousness about faith. And I think um, it can, it's not only that, but it certainly is that. And there's this lack of seriousness about teaching children. I think of—compare um, our own upbringing. I'll, I just remember I was—look, I knew 
all the books of the Bible, I knew scripture verses, their references. Uh, we were in church a lot, and we studied. We were in Bible study, and we learned the scripture. But I think uh, even my own grandchildren, they don't get that same diligence, discipline, and it's not required of them. I mean, how, how many of our kids are doing sword drills and Bible memory, and are, are they, is that happening? Is that happening that I'm just missing it? No, I so think they, I think all the surveys, you know, f- from uh, George Barna and even even places like you know Gallup and other uh, uh, polling firms, they're showing a clear degradation, uh, decay in Christian discipline. Yeah, I, I think that's clear. So my point, I should make my point better. I just that uh, in the in the absence of Christian faith, because that's the only only antidote to what's happening. Jesus is the only antidote to the wickedness that's spreading, that virus you described. This is the only thing. This is the only monoclonal antibody right. that will treat this disease. It's is the, the only Jesus ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, Ivermec- I'm the way of truth and life. Anyway, yeah. uh, but uh, no, but it's true. And when we, we have diluted that so much in our culture and we've been unserious and our kids don't even know the roots of their faith, so their faith is shallow— uh, they go to school and they become atheists or enemies of their parents, their grandparents. Uh, we this has been long in the making. A lot of a lot of pieces have yeah. had to go into place, uh, but it's you know what? It's never too late. There have been great revivals in the world at various times. God will do what He will do, right, and amen. so we don't give up until until it's just we know we can we can do no more. Okay, Sandy, I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> hey, do you... <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to give the phone number? Any yes, absolutely. And if, and if you would, just tell our listeners why you think it's important for American Family Radio to remain on the air. Well, I think um, one thing that's unique about American Family Radio, and I've been on radio for years, but one thing that Tim does in his leadership is he lets those of us that are on the air... Uh, express our views. Uh, when we've read and studied, and uh, he's chosen us for a reason to be the voices on the on the net on the network, he does trust us. We don't have a party line. We're not giving talking points. Uh, you know that don't say this and don't talk about that. And so, in that imperfect model, you actually do hear the truth. You know, you may hear. You know, you'll hear things that you go, well, you know, they're matters of opinion. They may not be your opinion. But you will get a ton of truth because there are no constrictions. We're not all ordered to say the same things. It just happens we say the same things a lot because it's true. So that that gives freedom. And that's why American Family Radio is a place you can trust because the people who are on the air every day are really committed in their own way, in their own world, in their own sphere to bring the truth to you. And I think that's exactly what you're getting. And you know that, and that's why you listen. And so if you'd like to help us, our phone number is 877 616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or you can call, or you can call, (laughs) no, don't try to call, but you can go to AFR.net, AFR.net and make your uh, pledge that way. So, and thanks in advance to all of you for your generosity. Okay. Thanks, Sandy. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Talk to you guys soon. Not later today. I know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Sandy Rios joining us. Ed? Yeah. I just wanted to let our our listeners know after hearing that uh, passionate appeal from Sandy Rios, uh, I want to tell you about the Spring Share-A-Thon 2022 Premium. All right. So for a one-time gift of $150 or more, you will receive the It's My Turn 
The Collected Radio Spots of Don Wildman, a four-CD set. Some of you are familiar with It's My Turn. Brother Don used to have these short radio spots. How long were they, Tim? Were they about 60 seconds or two minutes? Or It's uh, about three and a half yeah. minutes. Three and a half minutes. And you hear it on Bishop Jackson's so. Okay, all right. Yeah. So you, you many people treasured those, and they always would tell us, "Well, Brother Don doesn't do those anymore. How can we? How can we listen to them? Because they were really most of them were eternal truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might have had some some comments about what was happening at the time, but they were very very popular. So, folks, you you'll want to to listen to these. They they are wonderful. We've collected those together. So. For a one-time gift of $150 or more, you will get the It's My Turn collected radio spots of Don Wildman. Again, it's a four-CD set. If you decide to give monthly, and we we do encourage people to give monthly if they can, because if we know exactly what's coming in, it helps us to budget. For a monthly gift of $30 or more, you will receive the... It's my turn, the collected radio spots of Don Wildman book. So we have all of those transcribed, and they are in a uh, book that has been edited, and that would be, uh, I think, uh, equally popular. All right, you're listening to uh, Today's Issues. This is Sherathon on American Family Radio. Again, the phone number to call to make a, a gift and be as generous as you possibly can to help us here at American Family Radio is 877-616-2396. Toll-free, 877-616-2396. Chris, next story. Do you guys remember last year when a number of Border Patrol agents on horseback were accused of whipping migrants? I absolutely. Chasing them down on Yeah, their... Biden said that they'll pay. Yes, and There'll I do have that audio. I you do have what? that audio. Okay, uh, Biden? So we can begin with... Uh, this was Biden the day that uh, the video footage mm-hmm. was released of the so-called whippings. And he said, what now? Let's hear this. Uh, go ahead. Flip 10. ABC, Rachel Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. You said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. Okay, he's talking there. there will be consequences. He's talking there about the border patrol agents who were shown on horseback. They were dealing with uh, I don't know a thousand or more Haitian immigrants who had congregated there along the border, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes the the some of the border patrol use horseback. Yeah, because of the they, terrain, they were, right? Because huh? of the terrain. Yeah, because of the terrain. And so Biden, the president of the United States, without any evidence whatsoever, accused the Border Patrol of strapping, he called, which is another word for whipping, Mm -hmm. the uh, Haitian migrants, migrants, right? Right. So he had, he was judge, jury, and hangman, and there will be consequences, he said. They will pay. Well, now, what happened subsequent to that? Well, uh, in the last few days, uh, those Border Patrol agents accused of whipping migrants uh, were put in the clear. 
Uh, it was it was because they know, didn't whip them. Because they didn't whip them. What happened was, and this is often the case, uh, generally, uh, a picture um, kind of doesn't get the whole scenario. And some people saw the picture and they saw the reins. Uh, that the Border Patrol agent was using to control the horse, it looked like, in some people's opinion, uh, to be a whip. And that's what started it. It's the whole, a lie can get halfway around the world before it's truth get, before truth gets its pants on. It's that kind of I, I'm a, situation. I'm a city boy from New England, and even I knew, I thought, I, I, would, I looked at some of the video and the pictures, and I thought, I saw John Wayne do that all the time when they t- move – to get the horses to move, right. they'd sling those reins. Mm-hmm. I said, "That's they, what he was doing." Yeah, yeah. I said, right. "Are they sure they're using him to whip those migrants?" It doesn't seem like that's no, and and that is yeah. the truth. And it's all the more reason to listen to a news outlet like ours and others that do try to get to the bottom of this. Because as you heard the the question to the president, there it was a lady from ABC right off the bat. You saw what happened, right? Do you right. take a responsibility? You were going to change the moral. She she set up the she framed the whole question by we already know that the border patrol are, are whipping people mm. on the border. Right. What are you going to do about it? And yes. he and he said, uh, "You're right. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to. There will be consequences. They, they will pay. They yeah. will pay." Now it, the White so House he, he did mm-hmm. apologize to these border agents, right? Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Matter of fact, uh, I've got some audio here of America's favorite frenemies. Uh, Peter Ducey asked Jen Psaki yesterday whether there would be an apology. Clip nine. One additional question about uh, something that happened a few months ago down at the border. We've been told that the mounted border patrol officers, the president accused of whipping migrants, have been notified they will not face criminal charges. So when is the president going to apologize to them? Uh, There is a process and an investigation that's gone through the Department of Homeland Security. I don't have any update on that. The president said that they were whipping people, which would be a criminal offense, and they've been told they're not going to be criminally charged. And there was an investigation into that, and I'll let the Department of Homeland Security announce any conclusion of that investigation. You accuse these officers of brutal and inappropriate measures now that they've been told they will not be criminally charged. Will you apologize? And, Peter, there was an investigation into their behavior. So that investigation is playing out. Whenever it's going to be announced, the Department of Homeland Security will announce that, and I'm sure we'll have a comment on it after that. You know what? She is pathetic. She's absolutely pathetic because she doesn't own up to her own statements. That's right. Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't ever say I was wrong. I was sorry. I was mistaken. Anything like that out of her, even though the whole world knows that she is. Right. That's not. I know that the job of the spokesperson for the White House in every administration is to make them look as good as they possibly can. Right. And to a certain extent, do some deflection and, you know, run out the clock during a, yes. during a press conference. I know some of that, but when you ask a direct question that you, when you made a direct accusation, mm-hmm. making the border patrol agents look bad mm-hmm. before they've ever had an investigation, ever had a fair hearing. And then you can't own up. Peter Ducey said the investigation is over. They they're not going to be charged criminally. That's right. There's nothing else that needs to be right examined yes. here. Mm-hmm. Examined, I should say here. Mm-hmm. So what she's doing is saying, "I'm not going to apologize." You saw the white guy on the horse with the uh, and the black guy uh, from Haitia, and it, it it looked bad. And so I'm I'm not going to apologize for it looking. That's what she seemed to be saying by I, by not by not apologizing. I, I think that that. 
people would have a lot more respect for members of Congress, members of the media, members of, you know, the Biden administration. This may be true. This has probably been going on for 20, 25 years. But certainly with this administration, people would have a lot more respect if she had just simply said, you know what? It looked really bad at first. I didn't know anything about horses. Certainly not as much as Ed right. Tagliano knows. Okay. And I was wrong. And I, I sincerely apologize to the border agents, to the border agents. But in order to do that, and I doubt the Biden administration, I doubt Joe Biden will apologize. Maybe he will. If he does, I will say kudos to you, sir. But they would have to apologize to the border agents and say, you know what? They're doing a good job down there and they can't do that because they don't want there to be border agents. Uh, I would like to point out that this is the same Jen Psaki that just recently insulted Peter Ducey, his mother, and Fox News viewers as all being stupid people. Uh, and remember in, a, in a more crude way. In a more crude way that I'm not going to play on family radio. But also, even President Biden referred to Peter Ducey as being stupid. A stupid yeah. and then three letters. Okay. That are are I know what you're talking about. Profanity. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she she is uh, she's pathetic uh, and dishonest. And she's which, about to make a lot more. Which money. is why she's going to work at MSNBC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Her and Joy uh, Reid. I like that. That's a fist bump Red. right there, Fred. Red. Red. Anyway, Canadians um, are known for their comics. <laughs> uh, she's path- she's pathetic. All and she had that's to do was say good. what you said. Yes. That's and people see ordinary people would have more understand. respect yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's saying there's an ongoing investigation. There's not. No, it's done. It's done. They're not going to be criminally charged. That's right. And so she needs to say I was wrong. Yeah. Now she's saying to get back to uh, as, as soon as the investigation. I'll circle back. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, and she's not going to. Right. She's not going to. Uh, unless and Peter, Peter Ducey wasn't there. Yes. They'd never be asking. There'd be no point different. having these right. press mm-hmm. conferences at all because you just got a bunch of lap dog. Reporters there who are Democrats, who whatever Jen Psaki says is is gospel. Yeah. All right, uh, we shall return more with today's issues on AFR. Sherathon rolls on, and trust me, people, we will give you the phone number again, <laughs> seventy-four times in the next hour. Stay with us.